Hi there, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk to you about the trap, the social media trap. It is a nasty one, and I saw something on social media this weekend that just inspired me to to record this particular episode. I've thought about it before, and I've kind of forgotten about it. So anyway, it was front and center after seeing someone spew their very personal um, story and, you know, for not the right reasons, let's put it that way. And I just think that there's so much potential for toxicity and lying and false reality on Facebook or in social media, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you are. What we have to remember is that those channels are ultimately about entertainment or about getting attention so that you can sell something like a service or a product. And sometimes about sharing like a beautiful vacation, but even that's a little bit about attention, let's be honest, right? So when we start sharing about what our ex is doing or how we feel about them or um, setting the record straight, it is a slippery slope into some pretty depraved thinking quite quickly. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, And yeah, let me just do the intro and then we'll dive right in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. And in today's episode, we will be talking about all things So yes, we're talking about social media today. And I know this can be a sticky topic because we love to spend time on it and we love to see what other people are up to. But now you've got something really big going on in your life. And is this the right time for you to be sharing about your life and reading what other people are sharing indirectly about your life. Probably not. So let's talk about it. Um, and yeah, let's get into the, the, the dirty details, shall we? So we've all become pretty addicted to being on social media. And we tell ourselves things like that we're sharing to, you know, to show pictures from a vacation or to stay in touch with people. And a lot of that is true. But it's important to also understand that what you're sharing is being seen by everyone you know, everyone in your family, everyone in your exes or soon to be exes family. Um, your children are potentially seeing it. And if they're not seeing it now because they're young, they're going to see it one day because everything that's out there stays there. Like it's just what you're putting out. You have to be okay with it being visible to everyone. The reality is that even if you've blocked your ex and their family from your social media channels, somebody knows them who also knows you and they might decide to share. 
and the amount of heartache that comes from information shared because someone saw something on someone else's social media channel. Well, it's a lot of hurt that doesn't need to happen. So I want to, let's just go through some housekeeping when it comes to social media and some do's and don'ts. And let's see if we can clean this up a little. But I first want to share with you some of the things that I have seen, because I want you to understand that this is, first of all, fairly common. You might think that you're doing nothing wrong, and maybe you're not, but you might not have thought about it or realized how uh, how much you might be engaging in some kind of a sharing of your dispute online. So let's talk a little bit about it. The first thing I want to bring your attention to, which I think I mentioned in the intro, is that your social media channels and accounts are probably not as private as you think. So a couple of things. First of all, you need to go and check your privacy settings. You know, you need to decide how many people do I want to see the things that I post and that I share with. Um, you also need to decide for yourself during this divorce, while I'm going through this conflict, what am I willing to share? Like set some rules for yourself. Like really sit down and go during this this time. I'm going to make sure I only post about this or this and I don't share anything else anywhere else. Like, you know, just keep it clean, right? So set some rules for yourself. Really overhaul your privacy settings. Really take a hard look at what people can see, um, who can see it, who can tag you, um, who can share your posts, if they can be shared at all. Like all of that stuff. Facebook gives you an option to share or to be private or not in just about everything. You can create a profile or you can change your profile to be so private that all people can see is that you have an account and your profile picture or they don't, can't even find you at all. So that's entirely up to you. But just understand that if your friends can see it, then other people will eventually see it as well. It's just, it's out there. So that's a really important thing to to start with. Just kind of do a housekeeping. Um, and even more importantly, I want you to consider another option, getting off social media for a little while, like just taking a break, especially when the emotions are really heightened and you're more likely to do all of the things I'm going to be telling you not to do. Because you're emotional, you're hurt, you're angry, you're in the thick of it, you want to know what's going on, you want to understand, um, and yeah, any number of reasons. So as I start going through the reasons uh, and the things that you want to avoid, you might find it easier to go, you know what, I'm getting off, I'm just not going to be here right now. Um, you don't have to close your account, you can just just not go on right? You can use your social media to check in with your friends and your kids and then nothing else. And okay, so that brings us into another one that I want to talk to you about. So let's talk a little bit about the legal side of divorce and social media. I think what happens often is that people feel compelled or entitled to snoop on social media to get dirt on their ex so they can prove something in court potentially or so that they can find out what's really going on and I deserve to know or I should know and need to know because of the children or whatever. All of this sort of entitlement to information that we tend to feel because we're so used to it being so available um, 
is not right. First of all, legally, anything that you obtain, any dirt that you obtain because you have logged into your access account because you still know their password, but you don't have their permission um, and those kinds of things, it's not admissible anyway. Plus, most countries now, most provinces or states, depending on where you live, have something called a no-fault divorce. Which is, So it doesn't actually matter what they're doing. Um, it doesn't change their right to the children. It doesn't change your settlement in divorce. It doesn't change who gets the house or anything like that. Your social media channels is not the place to try to play out your legal battle and get legal advantage. It just isn't. Don't do it. Don't consider it. Log out from their social media. Tell them to change your passwords so you're not tempted. Change your own passwords so that they cannot get into yours. Remember, you've been married for a long time or together for a long time. Chances are you can guess each other's passwords. You can get into their stuff. Don't and make it impossible for them to get into yours as well. You might have discovered an affair on social media. You might have seen the message in Facebook Messenger or on Instagram or something like that. That might be how you discovered it. Okay, now you know. You do not need to be in there continuing to wound yourself seeing their interactions, seeing their images, seeing the communication that's happening. You don't need it. And it is not of any practical use to you whatsoever. So log out, tell them to change your passwords, remove the temptation altogether. The the next one, which I tend to see... um, Often is probably not the right word, but it happens too often. Let's put it that way. And there was actually one of these posts that I happened to see that compelled me to want to record this, this particular podcast episode. And it's the, I need to tell the truth because someone's been lying about me post. Okay, some version of that. So what will perhaps happen is that the one person, so let's just say your ex has decided to share a post um, where they might talk about what you have done directly or not done or whatever, or they might use that sort of passive aggressive approach of, you know, when the people you love the most have decided to not be there for you or blah, blah, blah. Or when you realize that, you know, true love exists, you have to go after it. And now they're talking about their new person and they're making it sound like you just weren't meeting their needs or whatever is going on on that side of the fence. They're posting about it somewhere. You know, I've even heard horrible stories, honestly, where, you know, the mother-in-law has gotten involved and has posted something or um, other family members feel compelled to share what they have heard and what they think about the situation or most importantly about you. Of course, you are tempted to get on and tell the truth, to share what's actually happening. And and so that's what compelled this post. So this person posted something to that effect. I have heard that there are lies being told about me and it is time for me to set the record straight and tell the truth. And then, you know, she continued on to say, you know, I, uh, you know, this is not true. This is what happened. This is not true. This is what happened. This is not true. This is what happened. Right. So here's the thing. Here's what happens. First of all, when the mother-in-law, sister-in-law, whatever, the the ex themselves, when they post crap about you online, yeah, it's nasty and it hurts and it's mean, it's unnecessary. It's really a disgusting thing to do, in my opinion. Do not stoop to their level. Do not jump into that pit with them and go, okay, fine, I can do that too, right? 
it just becomes this, honestly, this entertaining playing out of your relationship, your demise of or the demise of your marriage in front of everyone, anyone who can log on to your exes or your social media, who can see your feed, not log on to, but see your your posts, is now privy to this very personal and private, but should be private, argument or fight between the two of you. It allows for the other person to also see that they're hurting you. Now they know they're hurting you, they're getting to you. Now they know they can keep doing that and keep getting to you and keep harassing you online. I have seen it happen. If if the other side is posting awful things on social media, I want you to go for radio silence. If you have to delete your Facebook temporarily, like, and by deleting it, I mean, you don't have to like delete your whole account, but log out for now, delete it off your phones. You can't just go on it. Just get away from it. And by all means block and, and make sure you can't see those posts from those people. All it's doing is hurting you. It's accomplishing nothing. There's no one out there who's going, wow, you know, these are good people. <laughs> basically, you both look really bad when you engage in this argument. And if somebody's going to look bad, let them do it. If they're the ones who started doing it, let them look bad. It doesn't look good on them. There's no one who's reading that and thinking, oh, thank God this person shared these horrible things about my friend. Now I won't be friends with this person anymore. That's not what's happening. What they are thinking is, holy shit, there's a big fight going on here. And then you engage and like now the entertainment is happening. Don't be that person. Just be bigger, be better, do better, okay? Disengage, get off it, leave, and, and tell your friends, And you will have to tell them again and again because they will come to you and say, you know, I felt you should know that so-and-so posted, whatever. Say to your friends, I am getting off social media for a while. I do not want you to update me on what's happening. I don't want you to tell me what you see. That's it. Just tell them to not tell you. And they might come to you and they might say, but I really think you should know about this. Tell them to tell a close friend of yours, or to send it to your lawyer, or someone who can decide if this is something that you really need to know. And I mean, what do you need to know? You might need to know that, um, you know, something related to your children, something specific related to a move or a job or something like that, that pertains directly to custody, child support, those kinds of things. Then say to your friend, if it's if it relates to my legal case, can you please send an email to my lawyer, tell them what you've seen, and then my lawyer can decide if it's, if it's ne- decide if it's necessary for me to see this. Yes, be that deliberate in avoiding the stuff on social media. You can misunderstand, misinterpret, misread, and now you are responding to something that you've heard from someone else or whatever. It just ends up in a big, painful emotional mess. So that's that little speech, okay? Um, I want to move on to friends, friends on social media. So let's say you just can't get off social media for whatever reason. You just don't want to. You want to stay on there. You want to keep in touch with people, you know, so you're staying on and that's fine. So now you see your friends, for example, um, 
you might see a picture posted by a friend. They've been to a party over the weekend and your ex and their new um, partner is there. And your friend, your best friend is there. This again, this has come up inside our membership. You know, when we, this is the great thing about, you know, this podcast is great. You can listen to what I have to say and you can think about it and you can uh, implement hopefully things that you find of value. But when we get into the membership and we talk about these things, we get into specifics. And this was one case that came up uh, quite a while ago with one of our Rising Free members and she brought it up on one of our group calls. She had a friend who had posted, or I don't even know if she had posted it, but somebody had posted a picture of a function that had happened on the weekend, like a private party. And in that picture was her ex, her ex's girlfriend who he had cheated with on her with and also her very best friend was at this party her very best friend had not told her that she was going to this party and not told her she was invited and this member was extremely upset and understandably i get it you know now her friends are becoming friends with you know this is becoming this new social circle and so she felt terribly excluded she felt betrayed by her friend that she had chosen to be there and be around um, this uh, this new woman, right? And I do get it. However, you know, I, I'm not going to get into a conversation about loyalty right now and what this friend should have done or shouldn't have done. That's not the purpose of this conversation. The point is that there was really no need for my member to know about this. Um, now, I do believe, and just to say that one little thing, that her friend should have definitely shared with her that she was going to this function. That way, my friend, my sorry, my member didn't need to find out in that way. However, suddenly it became this huge thing. And of course, now she went down the lane, you know, down the road of searching the new person and noticing that some of her friends had become friends on Facebook with this person. They basically probably just responded to a friend request from the new girlfriend who's trying to ingratiate yourself into the group and whatever. And I understand that this is terribly, terribly difficult and painful. But just because you're seeing it, so it's not for you to see. And the thing is, as you're going through it, as you're in the thick of it, and you're still very emotional about it, these things hurt a lot more. As time passes, when you're not on social media, time passes, things get resolved, people move on, you meet new people, they meet new people feelings get get settled we don't get so upset about some of these things now months later maybe even a year later a friend finds much easier to come and have that conversation with you about I've been invited to this thing and they're going to be there and you might be like okay well that's not something I love but thank you for telling me and I'm okay with it like it's you know it's just the way it is we're still friends you know it's it's just easier for you to handle but to be bombarded with images friend requests and seeing these things when you're in the thick of it well that's just causing yourself a ton of pain and and I you know I saw what she went through at the time and I felt so awful for her and all I could think was, I wish she'd never seen it. And she wouldn't have if she'd just stayed off social media for a while. I know it's very tempting to be on there to see what's going on. But it doesn't, it's never going to make you feel good. It just isn't. So that's my thought on whether or not you should be on social media. And the whole, you know, creeping everybody's profile to see what's going on. 
The other thing that can come up as well is like little silly things like your mum liked one of their posts or maybe your sister wished your ex a happy birthday or so, you know, like these are just common courtesies and your family might be struggling with how to be around someone who's been in the family for such a long time who they might have been really good friends with but now you guys are getting divorced and they don't know what to do and up comes this like you know Facebook reminder that it's someone's birthday and so they wish them a happy birthday well you know what it's it is probably the right thing to do this is the father potentially of their grandchildren or something like that so maintaining relationships like that at least a civil sort of baseline is nice and it's good and it's healthy and it's normal but you don't need to see it and you will see it you will see it and it'll hurt you so just don't be on there until you can manage those kinds of announcements and those social media things that happen all the time right all right moving on Okay, so let's say you're still on there and you can't stay away from looking at what your ex is doing because you might have told yourself that, oh, I need to be on here and see what they're doing because of my kids. I need to know what my kids are getting into and what, you know, what they're doing when they're with their their father or their other parent, right? Okay, so if you tell yourself that and that's your reason, because my God, what did we all do when there was no social media? My ex, for example, is not on social media at all, never has been. I never knew what they were doing. There are no pictures out there of them together. I love that I don't have to deal with that. And you know what? All I had to do was ask my kids what was going on when they came home in a, in the in the good way. Um, I don't need to go on social media to crawl all over their life and find out what they're doing when they're with their other parent. They're allowed to be with him and have a good time with him and go on holidays with him and all those things. Just because I'm not seeing pictures of it, um, doesn't mean it's not happening and by the way seeing pictures of it is painful it's hard I don't think I would have enjoyed seeing pictures of them you know oh here we are with our dad and his new wife or here we are doing this amazing thing or here is the yummy food that our you know other you know his new wife made for us or whatever like I I don't didn't need to see any of those things I'm so glad he wasn't on there but I can tell you if he was I would have blocked him. I know he would have blocked me too. And I would have had no access. And I am glad I didn't have access. So do yourself a favor and just get away from that you think you need to have this knowledge, this information. You don't. And let's also remember that what people post on social media, and this is true for everyone, regardless of what you're going through, What people love to post is happy times, great pictures, vacations, great meals, great fun. If we were to go by what social media looks like, everybody in this world is deliriously happy and having just the best time. But we all know that's not true. And just because your ex might be posting these great pictures of all the things that they're doing and all the fun that they're having, that doesn't mean that that's all there is to their life. And that doesn't mean that you never had any value in your marriage and how could they just move on like that? I see their pictures on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, my ex doesn't, it's like he didn't even care about me and blah, blah, blah. Like this whole new narrative ends up in your mind that you're telling yourself and you're hurting yourself and you're you're making, you know, you're, you're reducing your confidence and your self-esteem and all of those things are just getting trashed because you saw some happy pictures posted on, on Facebook or Instagram. Like, don't do this to yourself. And don't tell yourself a story because of what you see. Because we know that the stories on Facebook and Instagram are not real. I mean, they are somewhat, but we don't know what's going on behind those photos. 
let's just not do that. And not until you're in a place where you're able to say, oh, look, the kids are having such a fun time with their dad. I'm happy for them. When you can say that, fine, you can get back on social media. That's the criteria. Now, I want to talk to you about the good things about social media, because there are some things that are good. And, you know, of course, I'm going to say that because I run a Facebook group, a Facebook group that has almost 10,000 women in it. And here's the thing. And this is one of the reasons I love this group is because it provides women who are going through this with something that I never had. There was Facebook existed when I got divorced 15 years ago, but it didn't exist as it does today. You literally went on Facebook to see a picture of someone's meal or some someone would post a status update going to the movies. This is this is what we went on social media for. It was ridiculous. So I didn't have quite the temptation that you have, um, but I also didn't have access to support the way you do. Facebook groups are incredible um, if you find the right one for you. They provide support, they provide information, they can provide um, education, uh, contacts, listings, you know, any number of things. The key is to, again, you know, double check the privacy settings of the group. So my group is private, which means that no one who isn't in the group can see any posts or comments or tags or likes or anything like that that happens inside the group. No one who isn't in the group can see it anywhere else. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, and this is what, a question that I get asked all the time when women come into the group. They want to feel safe. Plus, um, and, and I want them to feel safe because the whole purpose of the group is for them to share how they're feeling to share the posts that they want to share publicly, they can share it safely in our presence and we will hold her, her and support her through it. And that that is a beautiful thing that you can do in a space like that. And I, and I want women to feel safe doing that. I want you to feel safe doing that. And I will have the link for that Facebook group below. Um, and then of course there are there's the opportunity to get into a private chat or to meet other people in your area. Sometimes, you know, somebody posts a location post and they find someone. Um, I had three women send a paper, post a picture inside the group. They just all happened. One of them moved to an area where there already were two of them. The three of them found each other in the group. They got together and now they get together every single month for a girl's night out and they're all going through it. They're supporting each other. I couldn't be happier to see connections like that made. That's a healthy way to use it. That is reaching out to a space that is intended for you, that is providing the support that you need um, and guiding you forward. Now, I will say that our group, the Separation Club, is really special because it isn't just a place for people to vomit their feelings and trash their exes. Honestly, there is, of course, some of that. There's no question but there's a lot of positivity. It's really encouraged to share all your wins as well. Plus, I run lives in there once or twice a week, every week. There's tons of videos for you to get guidance on specific topics, right? So look for a place to go where you not only can connect with others who are going through the same thing, but where you can also learn something. And, you know, that's, you know, a lot of these women end up coaching with me one-on-one -on -one, or they move into an even more interactive setting, for example, into the membership. So we have a membership and I took that off social media because there, you know, there are definitely people who don't want to do things on social media. They don't even have Facebook. Like I'm encouraging you to get rid of Facebook. So how do you get help then? Well, you join a group like 
my Rising Free membership, which we meet via Zoom. And, you know, I send out an email every week, not a Facebook announcement, an email every week, letting everyone know what's going on. So, you know, those are options for you, but they meet me on Facebook. They get to know me in the group and then they realize that they want to work with me and then they choose to come into a smaller setting with me. So there are good things you can do. Just make sure that your reasons for being there, um, like, you know, why am I on social media? Because I want this and then go and get that and stay away from the toxicity and um, the other stuff that I've talked about. So here are some, I want to go through some basic rules with you for, you know, for you to consider to, to maintain your sanity, basically, and also to be a compassionate person as you go through this. I have talked a lot in previous episodes about you know, being a leader and stepping into your higher self and mindset and showing compassion, not just for yourself, but for your ex um, and for everyone who's going through this. And it's in that vein that I want to go through these guidelines, rules, whatever you want to call them. Um, let's see if we can just kind of yeah, get a framework in place to help you as you're wondering what to do. Okay. So of course, the first one, which I think I've already discussed now several times, uh, is to take a break, to really consider taking a break um, just while you're going through your divorce, while you're really emotional and you can't necessarily always trust what you might decide to post. So just take the temptation away. Um, the next one is to, if you stay on social media, is to never post when you're angry or upset. Just stay away from it. You'll end up posting something passive aggressive like, you know, what is with people who just walk away from their families without any regard for the 15 years that they've been together? Well, everybody knows what you're talking about. There is no secret here. And, you know, again, just don't post. Just have a rule. Put your phone in a different room until you phoned your friend. I guess, okay, so now you need your phone. But until you phoned your friend, get it out of your system with someone safe. Jump into my Facebook group you know, talk to one of my members, get it out of your system, and then, you know, so you don't post it in the wrong place. Okay, if you are posting, try to only post positive things. And I'm not saying like vomiting, it's like, oh my God, I'm so happy, but more posting, you know, positive quotes. Maybe you came across a really beautiful, inspiring piece of wisdom online, and you share that, you know, women love to share that in my group, and I love when they do. Um, so share things like that. Maybe your kids did something really goofy on the weekend, you know, take a picture of that or Halloween pictures or, you know, that kind of stuff. Things that don't say anything except, hey, we're having a good time. Happy and positive messages without trying to push your, your happiness onto someone to hurt them. Okay. That's not what you're trying to do. Um, all right. And then, um, also, by the way, in the positive posting area, avoid posting uh, that you're going on vacation with a new love interest. Avoid the romantic dinner posts. Avoid the look who got me flowers posts. Just wait. Wait until time has passed, until everybody is settled down. Maybe you're the one who's moving on just fine. Maybe it's your ex who's really struggling with what you're doing. Maybe it is your ex who's who's all over your social media and giving you heck for what you're doing and calling you names and who knows. 
but let's not put salt in the wounds. There's no need. There, there is no requirement that all your friends need to see that you went on the romantic date or that you got flowers from a new love interest or that you have booked um, a beautiful vacation to Mexico. If you know it's going to trigger and hurt your ex and you're in the early stages, you know, first months, first year of your divorce, you don't need to. You don't need to do those things. You can you can go on your vacation. You can take the pictures and you can have the pictures. You don't have to share them. Just be mindful. Um, be considerate. Don't trigger them. And especially if you're still dealing with a court case, you trigger them. They get angry. Things turn nasty. Communication breaks down. It's not worth it. Okay? You can share pictures another day. All right. Let's talk about relationship statuses. If I were you, I'd remove the relationship status altogether. You can take it away for now and you can bring it back later. It can be upsetting for you to see um, somebody else's. But so again, I want you to, you know, do unto others um, when someone suddenly changes their relationship status to single or in the relationship. So avoid announcing a new relationship on social media and that that's how your ex finds out that you're now seeing someone. I promise you it'll hurt you if they do it. So don't do it. Don't be that person. Just wait. Wait until you've told them in person. Wait until it's been done in the proper way. And then, you know, you can add it to your Facebook profile when it seems important to do that. But it isn't really important to do that quickly. Um, Okay. So when it comes to their family, I depending on the relationships, but I would recommend a complete hiatus from anything to do with your ex's family and their specific friends who belong to them while going through this. Respect, first of all, that this is their family. Avoid contact with them on social media. Avoid engaging with them on social media. Don't don't spy on them and don't, like I would block them. I would block them from yours. I would block them. I would I would just block everybody so that they have no access to you. You have no access to them. And then there is no temptation. If they know that you can't see what they're posting, their temptation to post something nasty is going to be way smaller. You can't see it. They can't hurt you. So who cares, right? And I just think it helps to prevent any hostility that might not have been there, but suddenly you see something Um you know, you see your ex-mother-in-law out for lunch with the new girlfriend and it just feels devastating. And next thing you know, you're sending some angry message. Who knows, right? But these things happen because we are emotional beings and we do get hurt when we see that people move on. So we don't need to see it. I don't know how many times do I need to say that, right? So I would just really recommend that. Now, however, if you have a really good relationship with your in-law family, and even though there's, of course, distance now, but you don't want to do something that feels hostile like that, you could literally just unfriend them for a while. They don't know that you've unfriended them. You could even send them a message and say, I need to distance myself right now. I find it too too painful to see pictures and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm here if you need to contact me, anything about the kids or whatever. I just, I can't be on social media with you right now, maybe one day in the future. They're going to understand it's you have to do what's right for you there's no obligation to remain friendly with your in-laws on social media there is no obligation there and i hear this all the time it's like oh i just feel bad unfriending them i feel bad blocking them you know why 
Tell them then. If, if the relationship is good and the only reason you're doing it is to protect your own emotional well-being, they'll understand. They will understand. So try to completely detach from that part of the family for as long as you need to, okay? Um, I think I've covered this one already, but it's just, just in case, don't look for dirt on your ex online. Don't go creeping all over their Facebook. Don't go on there at night and spend hours trying to follow the chain of who they're talking to and who's liking their pictures and going and looking at every single one's profile of the women who are looking at your ex-husband's profile or, or vice versa. Um, you know, it just, it is a torturous way to spend your time. You will lose all kinds of sleep. You'll basically lose your sanity. You'll become one of these neurotic hypersensitive, paranoid people. <laughs> it's not a good place to go. Don't go there. Just don't go there. Don't look for dirt online. Don't. Um, and don't, under any circumstances, discuss your case, either directly or indirectly online. Don't ask for guidance on, hypothetically, when that's actually what's going on. People will see right through that. Do not air your dirty laundry in public. Keep it private, keep it with your personal friends, keep it off social media. It just doesn't belong there. That brings me to the end of our conversation today. And I hope this has been helpful for you. I know I feel like it sounded like a bit of a scolding, but I know for a lot of you, I, I know social media is really triggering. And I know that, you know, one of the things I know a lot of my clients deal with is they might have unfriended and blocked and then they have friends who are still friends with them and they come and tell them. And, you know, you might need to say to your friends, please do not tell me anything that they're doing. I think I talked about this already, but just, it's okay to say that to your friends. You need to take care of yourself right now. It's what I talk about all the time. You need to do what you need to do to feel good. Have the conversation conversations you need to have. Put the boundaries in place that you need. Draw the line in the sand when you need to. Ask your friends to, to do or not to do whatever it is that you need. They're happy to do it for you. They're probably asking you, what can I do to help? Well, you know what? You can stop telling me what my ex is doing on social media. I just don't want to know. It just is too hard for me right now. Okay. And they're happy to do that. And the last thing I want to suggest that you can do is to find a place, a community, an outlet online, if you can't find one, you know, in person. And I think really because of COVID, there's more stuff online now than there is even in person because we all got started up and we've kept it going. And one of those really safe, beautiful places is our Rising Free membership. I would like to invite you to come and join us. You know, I know that money is tight and that is usually the first objection that I get from people when I mention the membership, but I, just hear me out for a second. I also know that what it costs for this membership is actually not a fee that you can't afford. I think sometimes people don't realize the value. And so I invite you to come and join us and really just give this a try. Here's what you get. You get to meet us every week live via Zoom. You get coaching, you get guidance, you get sisterhood, you get community and friendship. You get to be heard and you get to be seen because of what you're going through, as exactly what's happening, where no one is passing any judgment, no one ever gets tired of hearing from you, no one ever gets tired of hearing your story, no one's ever going to tell you 
that you're stupid or pathetic or any of those awful things that you might be hearing from certain people. This is a safe place for you to get guidance and coaching. And I know that for many of you, getting one-on-one coaching is too expensive. But here you get four hours with me a week, uh, sorry, a month, once a week. We meet for an hour for $47 a month. I know that this is available to you and I know that this is what you need and I know how much you'll benefit. The women in there have developed friendships that I know they'll have for life. You know, it's there are women in there who've been there for years and there are women who come and go fairly quickly depending on what they need, right? I want you to come and get what you need from us and I also want you to experience how much healing there is in giving support to someone else. You know, one day you'll be on one of these calls and somebody else will be, will be presenting her problem, her pain. She'll be crying. She'll be telling her story, whatever it is. And you will remember that you used to feel that way. And you'll realize that you feel better now, that you're not in that place anymore, that you've moved down the road a little bit. And you'll find that you know exactly what to say to her because of what was said to you at the time because of what you knew you needed at the time and now you can say that to her and give her the support and give her the words and the comfort that she so desperately needs that evening and you can be the one who gives her that with the rest of us there is so much healing in that there's so much growth in that I want you to experience that with us so if you were ever afraid of being online on Facebook and joining a group and talking and sharing your story, well, this is a safe place to do that. You know, when we went to the retreat in Costa Rica, which I know you've heard me talk about, um, several of these women met in person for the first time. Oh my God, I met them in person for the first time. We've been talking online for two years, one year, six months, however long they've been in the membership. There were, of course, women outside the membership who came as well, but Oh, can I tell you how special it was for us to meet in person? Like, these are my sisters. They are each other's sisters. And this is a beautiful, safe and healing space for you to join. So I will, of course, include the link below. It's called the Rising Free Membership. Go check it out. Join us. Um, When you hear this call, uh, this particular podcast... I can't even remember what our next call is about, but (laughs) um, if you ask me, I will tell you, but we meet every Tuesday um, via Zoom and we would really like to meet you. So I will let this conversation go now. Um, I would love to hear from you. Please let me know which one of these tips and what I talked about today that resonated the most with you, that was the most helpful. I also want you to know that there's no judgment here. You know, if you've already done some of these things on Facebook and you're like, oh no, I've been so like, I, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Okay, well, whatever, you did that, dust off, move on. Just don't anymore. You know, it, this is about learning. There's a learning curve. We all do things, make choices, say things that we later regret and that's okay. Learn and move forward. That's this, there's a lesson in everything. I am so grateful for your time here with me today. I love chatting with you. I really feel like I'm sitting in a room with you and I'm recording these podcasts. I'm grateful for your time. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for showing up for yourself again. And I will talk to you next time. Have a beautiful day.